Welcome to episode two of the podcast. We're doing predictions and uh, what's supposed to be a preview. It gets a little bit derailed, but we have some um, unbelievable theories, some wild predictions. Sanjay, he can barely contain his excitement. Matt just said to me, I get excited hearing my own predictions. That's how good these predictions are. Fuck, this is good stuff. I thought I was going to look at Matt and he's going to be embarrassed that I said that out loud, like a private thing from behind it. But he just looked at me like, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> With that cheeky fucking grin. This is going to be, um, I'd say, our best episode ever. And considering we only have recorded two episodes, that's a real, that's a real feather in its cap. So enjoy our predictions of, of, of the major contenders. We do New Zealand... Ireland, France, South Africa. Matt tries to put England up the roster a little bit and um, Australia. I don't even know why to talk about England and Australia because they're trash and they're going to suck. But we get into it with Eddie Jones and, of course, um, the recent tragedy that has befallen, is that a word? Fiji. There's some bad stuff in there as well, but um, I'm sure you'll enjoy all of it. Um, Good luck and may God have mercy on your soul. Good day, Kiolda. What up? And welcome to the second episode of the Banter Lads Rugby and Mental Health Chat from the Supersport Dojo Rugby World Cup 2023 edition. The name rolls off the tongue. Uh, my name is Guy Williams. I'm joined by the iconic Sanjay Patel. How are you all? And uh, the legend, Dre Matthew Cook. I was, yeah, I was wondering how you're going to compare us because you went. Pretty hard on Sanjay with Iconic. I was like, what's equal but not better than Iconic? <laughs> Legendary. I'll take that. No, he sees the truth. That's why. <laughs> I, I, felt, I, felt, I felt some real tension there, so I'm glad you pointed that out. We are literally two days away from probably the greatest World Cup opening match ever. I actually don't know what to compare it to, but my general consensus is that the Rugby World Cup pool play is normally terrible, and so to be opening with... Um, All Blacks versus France instead to France. Um, how are you guys feeling? Are you guys absolutely, you know, amping for this yeah, right I now? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's like a pretty equal match now. Um, cause what normally, do you mean now? Huh? What do you mean now? No, because normally um, the All Blacks have the wood on the French, but like... They have the what? The wood. What's the wood? That they're better than the French. It means they've got an erection for the French. <laughs> Sounds like it. They're going to put the wood on the French. <laughs> but also, that's kind of a... I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, normally, in a normal year, we have the wood on the French. We're giving them mm. that wood. But then Is this on just s- a saying that you've made up and you're both collaborating? <laughs> <laughs> you got secret chats? I've never heard this before. No, that's a common saying. I actually... No, but now that I think about it, although I respect Sanjay's memory better than my own, I do think that w- it is a common expression, but I think Sanjay is using it wrong. Like, I think... It, is it the rub of the wood? No, it's not the rub of the wood. It's the we wood. We have the wood. We've got the with the big wood. Let's um, compare what we got in s- school English. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I did NCA. I bet you did freaking... Cambridge 1930s yeah yeah fucking uh, old school because you you, yeah, you, were, like you were educated in colonial form times seven. yeah it was still form 7 but I got I, I would be honest with you at, at, at NCA English I'd be mainly merits and achieves like not many excellences I was a, I was a B and C student I'd say yeah I'll be probably B although I thought it was oh. <laughs> so, so we're playing poker here and I assumed that you, as soon as you challenged me to an English off, I assumed you'd be an A student. 
Yeah. But the cards you were holding in your hand for that was was B. <laughs> no, but this uh, B is way better than a um, NCA style. B. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, so okay. Like, like NCA, what what was it? Merit. Merit. Yeah. yeah. yeah that would be the same as Excellent. a D. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, having the wood on the um, French, that's perfectly valid. Yeah. <laughs> so He's a B student. It's a, um, okay. Here we go. I've just done some research. It's chiefly Australian and New Zealand and dates from the latter half of the 20th century. Yeah, so I'm a true Aussie or Kiwi. Wow. <laughs> it derives from touching wood as a superstition for luck. Yeah. So, so never doubt my phrases, please. I, 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 um, I, I got to get gauge your level of excitement, uh, Matt, because I came around to see you. You've actually been um, injured. You, yeah, I'm fucked. I'm, yeah, we're uh, going to get disability um, grants. Yeah. Because of this, both Sanjay and Matt are um, injured from our social football um, league. Matt's in a really bad way; he's got a crutch. Have you had the X-ray yet or the MRI? I can't yet until it's gone down the swelling. So you, I, I came to see you. You know, come to you know. I lifted your spirits the other day, didn't you? Did I? you bought me some flowers? That was a very nice surprise. It was quite a nice yeah. surprise. It is. Do you even give your dates any flowers? Or just <laughs> no, my really dates special. don't mean as much to me as yeah. uh, my <laughs> relationship with Matt. Yeah, yeah. I um I didn't know what else to bring. I was gonna bring a pie, but then I was like I was cycling. You know, me and Matt often eat pies mm. at the local pie shop, but um I was cycling and I was like yeah. I can't bring a m- m- mashed up pie. So I went to the supermarket <laughs> and I was like, what can I get? Chocolates or flowers? I went flowers. I thought they're lovely. Yeah, yeah, they're in my room. It's Beautiful. a great touch. Yeah, you're nice welcome. Sentiment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And an English rose was it? English was it rose? Uh, chrysanthemums, oh. I believe. Chrysanthemums. <laughs> Chrysanth- what? <laughs> Chrysanthemum. What's chrysanthemums? It's a flower. Look, mate, you can't know wood and then not know chrysanthemums. <laughs> Matt, what did you score at um, agriculture class? What did uh, you get in English? Do you uh, outrank both of us? Hmm. I stopped taking English as soon as I could. Oh, wow. So you're a real dumbo. Nah, because I focused on science. And oh! Numbers, physics. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, he missed out on the wood chat. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is my um is whenever I have a health problem I go to Matt because he did four years of health sciences. Mm. What is your degree in? Uh, Bachelor of Science, actually. That's actually yeah, that's the smartest science person I know. So you're the person that I go to with like all my. I'm like, can you check out this rash on my scrotum? And you're always <laughs> more willing than uh, ever to oblige. Yeah, even without the degree, you would have checked it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um. Matt, I wanted to um, I wanted to gauge you because the other day I thought you had some very weird comments. I believe I said, "Hey, save this gold for the podcast," because you were coming in hot with your feelings about the All Blacks and stuff like that. Yeah, I can't look. I've been injured. I haven't left the house in like six days. Yeah, I'm probably not feeling a bit right. But what what was the vibe that I was saying? Because I probably believe it. Well, this is this is this is the um, this is the the preview. We wanted to preview some of the teams that are going to be challenging for the Rugby World Cup. Just to let people know what's coming up. And I wanted to start with New Zealand, and I thought Matt was the best person to talk to because your general consensus was New Zealand have just been hammered, their biggest loss ever, 28-point loss to South Africa, mm. and somehow you'd managed to spin that into the All Blacks have got the world right where they want them. This is exactly what yeah. the, where the All Blacks want to be. Look, everyone was having a big fucking cry. They wake up on Saturday morning, Yeah. oh, we've been smashed, yeah. 28 <laughs> points. But the All Blacks were down, two players, and were still competitive against... You know, a decent South African team. Yeah. Um, and it gets to the point, people start looking at the clock and they they look at the scoreboard and they're like, look, we're going to fucking lose this. Who gives a fuck? 
Yeah. It's not an important game. Yeah. Let's just um, see it through. Let's not get any injuries. And we'll see you again at the World Cup. But that's how you view sports. And I get it. You're, you're a very calculated and um, uh, I'd say sometimes cynical player. Let me be honest with you. You play to win. Fuck, at football on the weekend before you got injured, how good a job. Me and my brother Paul were on the same team. And we're both known in the industry as being um, hotheads. And Matt played mind games. Sanjay, normally Sanjay is the captain of our team and he really steadies the ship. But without Sanjay there to guide us because he was also injured, Matt um, started calling Paul for arbitrary handballs. I couldn't tell if you were intentionally winding up or not. Yeah, it sounds like trolling to me. Yeah. It started off innocent like banter. Yeah. But as soon as the bait was taken... (laughs) I realised I had him on the hook. I was like, "Fuck! I need to use this." <laughs> so I didn't intentionally, but the possible, the chance, the opportunity, just fell in my lap. So and like, oh, and you had a you had a um, I'd say we had a better team than you, but you actually ended up winning that game and you actually scored the winning goal as well, which is pretty impressive. Mm. You also um, someone kicked it about twenty meters over the goal, so I jumped up to catch it, and you also c- tried to call me handball on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that was a dickhead move. What- yeah, see, I don't know. I, I still contest that because here's the thing. Yeah, fine, you can catch it. But in competitive football, that ball would have gone over into the hedges. We were winning 1-0. That would have taken you time to go oh, find the ball. Oh, so I was getting a time advantage. So you actually gained an advantage from that illegally. Yeah, I mean, but isn't the fun of football like, I mean, who cares who wins who this, this social um, tournament? You know, yeah, like... But it doesn't. People. By the way, um, if we are keeping score, <laughs> um, I did win, and I was really proud. And Sanjay, I'm sorry you weren't there to lift the trophy with me, bro. Yeah. It was a great moment. I lifted it last tournament, so yeah. Oh, you already won one without yeah. me. Where was I? You were playing in the same. You were I was playing with Matt, and we we came up. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, but um, my, my 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 point was going to be is that Matt, you. You are so traumatized by the All Blacks' dominance for the last 10 years that you just can't... They're just like the beast that you cannot defeat, you know? You're, you're just like... You, no matter how weak the All Blacks are or how shambolic they are with Foster, you still see them as being this constant favorite and you think it's bullshit that New Zealanders are hiding by the, behind the tag that we're the underdogs. Oh, we're, we're the fourth-ranked team or whatever, wherever we are with the bookies and stuff like that. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. The worst thing that's going to happen to this World Cup is the first game, All Blacks are going to absolutely destroy France. You, you, is this your prediction or are you saying yeah, this might happen? it's my prediction. Wow. I was going to say predictions to the end, but let's get in there. So first game, you think the All Blacks are going to destroy France? 20 points. 20 points yeah. in France? Yeah. See you later. And that's going to absolutely destroy the World Cup. The, the, the... No, it's going to destroy it in your mind, but anything could happen. You've got to remember, you've got to win three knockout games. Anything could happen. Anyone could win. But just to, like the thing about the World Cup, is in rugby, teams don't often face each other, you know, often. in in the in-between years. Yeah. And there's a massive divide between the northern and some southern hemispheres. Yeah. So everyone plays amongst themselves in the northern hemisphere. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, France are really good this year. Oh, what about Ireland? They're so good. Meanwhile, down the southern hemisphere, you know, New Zealand uh, having a go, smashing Australia, losing a bit to South Africa, a bit to the Biggest Argentina. ever loss to South Africa. Yeah. Two weeks before the World Cup. So there's, there's a sense that, oh, anyone can win this because it's anyone's game. Yeah. But then as soon as the Northern and Southern Hemispheres face off yeah. in a competitive World Cup match, that's when the true standards are revealed. So, so I actually have a really interesting point on this. And, and a lot of the Kiwis were complaining about the referee and going, we've got to adjust to the Northern referee, get stuffed. Mm. You know, Northern teams have only won one World Cup. 
So even though rugby is based there, mm-hmm. um, you, you, the, the Southern dominance has been... We've had no problem with the refing for yeah. the other eight World Cups that yeah. Southern Hemisphere teams have won. Um, Sanjay, you hear what Matt's saying. Do you want to respond to that in any way as an All Blacks fan? Or? Yeah, he said it's the worst thing that would happen. I think that would be the best <laughs> thing that would happen. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, All Black Matt's fans, an England fan, you've yeah, got to remember yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll tell you this thing. I'm actually a fan of narrative. <laughs> you told it, us that in yeah, episode one. Episode and it, one. it definitely <laughs> almost overrides my patriotism or you know my support for the my actual country. Um, I'll give you an example. In the last Football World Cup, yeah, England were on the road to possibly beat or meet Argentina in the final. Yeah, but they had France in the way, mm. right? In my mind, I was like, "Fuck!" The best narrative for this is Messi wins the World Cup. Yeah. How would I feel if England met Argentina in the final? Whew. That's crazy. Coming yeah. from an Englishman against an Argentinian team, yeah. Yeah. I should be yeah. completely English yeah. the whole way. But the narrative, the best narrative would be for Messi to win. And he did. Yeah. And the world fucking loved it. Yeah. Right? So narrative is, it's what we want. And that's why I want New Zealand to lose this opening game to France. Yeah. Just to keep it exciting. And then they can come back and rewrite the narrative and yeah. have a strong finish, but don't ruin it at the start. My prediction would be closer to that, but I think even New Zealand does dominate France in the first game. I definitely would not predict that at all, but um, I still think it's anyone's game. The World Cup's so hard to win. Think about the years New Zealand has yeah. had a dominant team. 2003, 1999, maybe 2007. I don't know where we were at there, but like, you know, yeah, we're, we're pretty often, good in the yeah, group stage. We're often yeah. the favourites and looking really good. And it's just to win three do or die games, anything. I think that's happen. the thing. I was looking up um, South Africa's um, victories over the course of the, the World Cup. And they've, every World Cup they've won, they've had it easy. They've had maybe one hard game. Who? South Africa. Yeah, like you mean the, the draws favoured them. Yeah, so they fav- the, the draws favoured them. Yeah. They've had... England knock out the All Blacks last... Exactly, yeah. But yeah. they've always been like narrow games, even if they had an easier opposition. They only beat them by two points. Yeah, but that's, the, that's tournament rugby, right? You don't have to beat them yeah. well. Mm. End but, of 80 minute, but minutes, it's still not being as one easy, point ahead. Like, yeah. But they've, yeah, that's the hard thing about Rugby World Cups. They're so hard on your body. Yeah. A week in between games probably isn't enough to see the strongest team um, perform week after week. And well, win. squad depth also becomes a huge thing, right? Yeah. And that means teams like Australia, another yeah. reason why Australia and England are looking garbage. Yeah, they don't have much depth. Yeah. But Ireland, yeah. France, maybe New Zealand? Who knows? I mean, I, All Blacks always have strong depth. Like, even if someone's out for the whole tournament, you can bring someone in who's really good anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say, though, um, I do think this is Moonga's World Cup. Like, I actually do want to... I know I've been a big yeah. uh, David McKenzie fan, but, like, I would love to see so that's, him that's thrive. that's the only jewel in the All Blacks that I see. Ooh. For him, I'd be okay if he has a crazy good tournament. Yeah. Becomes, you know, the best first five in, in this year or, or whatever in history. Great. I'll let them lift the World Cup. Because he's such a good... He's got a good vibe. Yeah, there's also just something about, um, I don't know, when I watch American football, I'm always wildly aware that all the players are African-American except for the quarterbacks who are normally white. It's not always the case, and some of the the best and highest paid quarterback at the moment is probably Patrick Mahomes, and he's, I think, African-American descent. But, like, um, in New Zealand, we kind of, we don't have many uh, brown first fives. And I just thought that is a little bit, I don't know why that's something to me. And I was like, I'm really rooting for Moanga for that perspective. Yeah. It's the most probably the most important position 
And, um, you know, like, I don't know. Sanjay's looking at me like, get off the race chat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to say about the All Blacks, Sanj? This is a little, you know, New Zealand corner. Um, yeah, so, like I said, probably this is more unpredictable um, because, yeah, it's Ian Foster's coaching. <laughs> mm. You don't know what's going to happen one week to the next. We could smash a team, then we could get smashed ourselves. But it makes it exciting, I think. So that's why All Blacks, if we smash France, that's actually quite exciting because it's Ian Foster's coaching them, so it's pretty unexpected. Yeah, yeah. I um, I, I don't know what sort of... Um, I don't know why... There's something wrong with me, but I'm just obsessed with like scheduling and stuff like that. And um, that's my main analytics. It does make a big deal, though. In the NBA, they always talk about back-to-backs and like schedule, and they have a thing called schedule loss where you've played three games in a row on the road, so with travel overnight after the game, it just a team just loses because they're fucked. And it's like, um, I, in a broader sense, World Cups are really interesting for when they're held. And I was looking at the build-up to this World Cup, and I noticed that teams like England and Ireland have a lot of games, and New Zealand had bugger all. We basically had that one game um, for South Africa, and we had like maybe four or five weeks off mm. after the rugby championship. And that's when I realised... Oh shit! It's because um, all the European teams are coming out of their summer, and we're coming out of the middle of our season. Mm. So I actually looked back on past World Cups, and um, early on, '95 and '1907 were actually in May, which is probably rugby season in New Zealand, but like early season. But um, the rest of them are always October, September, and that is perfect timing, and that maybe helps point to Southern Hemisphere dominance where we come in at the end of our season. So all our players have played Super Rugby and the Rugby Championship. Let the bodies recover. I mean, obviously we have problems. Geordie Barrett's injured. And then, um, yeah, I think that's a huge advantage. Like, you look at Ireland, and they literally, in their schedule, um, I mean, maybe we should see where to Ireland now, but Ireland um, played their last game against England in the Six Nations in March. I think, well, did they win the Six Nations? Yeah, they remember. won the Six Nations. Yeah. They won the Six Nations, a big party, and then summer vacation, obviously they're training and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's a huge difference between training and playing a game. They play Italy, pretty minor opposition. England, trash. Samoa, you know, Division 2 team. Like Ireland, like they're supposed to be the favourites, but there's a weak run up to a World Cup, you know. Mm. I think that's a little bit interesting. So yeah, maybe that's where my hypothesis gains steam. The Northern and Southern Hemispheres, maybe not too different quality-wise, but it's the prep and the, the run-in that they have. Would yeah. You, would you say that the Southern Hemisphere teams have got the wood? The <laughs> Northern Hemisphere no one's putting any wood Cup. on me. That is such a weird um, expression. My dad is a very conservative um, New Zealand rugby bloke, right? And he would never use any like sort of like gross lingo or anything like that. But when we were a kid, he always said we got dicked. No. When we were playing for Marist, we got yeah. dicked. And I'm sure that is a... He claims it's not sexual lingo. <laughs> I don't know how he would use it for yeah. it, but in my mind, getting dicked, yeah, that so sounds, in my mind, sexually. I don't, yeah, I don't want to yeah. be in the gutter. Say, yeah, yeah, I used to say it all the time. I got dicked. never meant it in the literal sense, I guess. <laughs> but it must have come like the etymology of that must be from a penis, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I just remember being 11 years old and being like, gross, Dad! Don't say he's like what? What is fine? He, was, he never has any other. My dad, just, I don't even think he even really swears. Yeah. But just like it's when the my rugby team like went out there, you're getting buggered. It's the same thing. Yeah, getting buggered. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. Or even getting fucked, which is 
the. <laughs> yeah, no, that's more literal. Yeah. I kind of understand. My no, dad but would I mean, never it still means that. the same thing. Like if you're getting destroyed. Yeah. So quick running through of all the. T- unless anyone has got any other All Black thoughts they want to share before the first big game. I actually just need to turn the fan off. We're gonna get to. We're gonna get predictions. Matt's gonna limp over to turn off the fan. Sanjay, any other All Black thoughts? Uh, yeah, like um, in the group stages, we won't be with. Shannon Frizzell and Brody Retallick. Can so. you hear that? Fucking Matt. Matt, I can do it for you. He literally has just started hopping. So, yeah, I think they'll... Um, won't be as good as they could be because those two guys are, like, probably... They helped the All Blacks turn around from the mid of last season where they were really struggling, especially Shannon Frizzell. Mm. Um, so, but once again, into the knockout stage and those two guys come back, I think, yeah, we're going to hopefully destroy all the other teams. Where do you, what do you think the All Blacks' weakness is? Like, well, we always just see them as being this perfectly rounded team, but they have uh, been losing games. I mean, even when they were winning a lot, their discipline's pretty poor. Yeah. And especially in this game, I mean, they were doing really bad in all aspects. They weren't winning their lineouts. Their scrum was getting destroyed by South Africa. Um, they were knocking the ball on, like, every time they did Attack have position. Attack garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, discipline's always been a problem for the probably the last three years anyway. Dark clouds on the horizon, because New Zealand rugby is, like, facing down a really tough quarterfinal, which will almost, assuming they make it there, touch wood, will be against um, Ireland or South Africa mm. almost certainly. Mm. Um, if they go out in the quarters, which is very realistic, because they'll be playing a really good team... Um, New Zealand rugby will be in shambles. Like, you look at super rugby, numbers are low. No one goes to NPC games anymore. You know, like, surely player participation numbers, they're always going up because women are playing now, but oh. male numbers are probably almost certainly going massive, losing massive yeah. ground. They've got a concussion scandal on the horizon. Finances aren't good. They're privatizing, selling parts of the business to American private equity firms. Like, it's... if. The only thing that's holding New Zealand rugby together, the seller tape, it's a very strong tape, is winning World Cups and being the best yeah. in the world yeah. and the All Blacks brand. And if they have a bad World Cup, man, holy shit, it's going to hit the fan. We are going to get dirt. <laughs> um, should we move on to other teams now, though? Yeah. Um, I, I, I was supposed to go through pools, but I just thought I wanted to start on Ireland first um, just because we were talking about them. And I said their preparation has been poor, they haven't looked good, but the last two seasons before that have been excellent. The narrative around Ireland is that they peak a year before the World Cup. And holy shit, if that narrative continues, the pressure on those players, because they must know that. Mm. Um, uh, is there much pressure on Ireland? Yeah, yeah just to get out of the quarterfinals. Yeah. If they lose in the quarterfinals, which they, again, they've got the same problem New Zealand does, they're going to have to cross over with New Zealand or France, they're fucked. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone on that side of the draw... Yeah, it's tough, but there's also an excuse. Yeah. You know, they've got that kind of, ah, oh, it's the, the rub of the wood or whatever. Just so people... <laughs> How do you use it? I don't know. It's no, called r- rubbing the wood, the wood, I believe. No, is the they term. have the wood on the team. To rub the oh, wood yeah. into the... Uh, yeah, I think no, it's something like that. about rubbing. Rub your wood against the other team. <laughs> okay, so it's one of the... I'm sorry, guys. I'm a professional comedian, all right? Like, sometimes I'm just going to say stuff that's just <laughs> naturally hilarious. No, I'm joking. Um... It's a, it, just for people. Who, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but um, on the podcast, but um, the schedule is such a way that there's four the top four ranked teams: mm. New Zealand. Oh, we'll do them in order: Ireland, South Africa, New Zealand, France. Well, France is third, but yeah. Is New Zealand fourth? Yeah. What 
the f- that is a natural. We disc- dropped after we lost to South Africa. We were second, then we dropped to fourth. Fuck. Okay. Um, those four teams are all in the same half of the draw, so we'll cross over with each other for the quarterfinals. Meanwhile, Australia, England, uh, Wales, uh, Japan, Argentina, Fiji are over there in the cabbage mm. side of the bracket. <laughs> I, I think this is a good thing now. I think this is a good thing because normally new, new World Rugby World Cup pools suck. You're not excited until the quarters or the semis. Yeah, at least you get a crappy team in the semis, at least. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, potentially, but we'll we'll get. But yeah, but like, um, but yeah, it will mean some good teams are going out in the pools. I feel sorry for mm. Scotland, who I'm probably predicting. Yeah, but, yeah go that's out the, the thing. Pools. Like, who's going to go out in the pools? Yeah, it's only uh, Pool B that ha- that's going to have you know some drama. Yeah, really, unless yeah. England fuck it up. And oh, what's the group that Fiji are in? Uh, yeah, uh, Wales, Australia. And Australia. Yeah, C. yeah, Group C. So Ireland though they, they they've got this curse against them they can't make it out of the quarters they they peak before the World Cup which looks like they've done that perfectly again but they do have New Zealand spirit my boy um, James Lowe I have watched this kid since he was ten years old playing for Stoke in Nelson and it's kind of an amazing narrative because he was a kid who learned bad rugby habits early on remember kid rugby where you put your best player at first receiver in first five and he just catches the ball and will run sometimes behind his own back line but he's got so much pace he can just run around the entire team's back line mm-hmm. that's what James Lowe used no. to do until he came against this, against his rival his name was Jordan something I think they're both amazing basketball players as well I and um, Jordan, then. to watch Will Jordan uh, no not Will Jordan definitely not Will Jordan I've got to say stop saying that he had, he, had a, he had a rival who played for Wymere amazing clashes my brother played on the same team as James Lowe I've watched this kid all the way through he made it to Super Rugby. He was knocking on the door of the All Blacks, but there was Julian Savia. There was a lot of good players in front of him. Um, so he never quite made the All Blacks. It was, it was honestly luck, injury, scheduling. Mm. You know, the Chiefs maybe not being as good as they could be at the time. He didn't quite make the All Blacks. He went to Ireland, became embraced instantly, and then came back as an Irish player to beat the New- All Blacks in New Zealand. That is an amazing narrative. And I just like... It's kind of why they're my second favourite team because I'm rooting for James Lowe from Nelson, New Zealand, fucker too. Like, shout out to James and I hope um, you know he has some success and also helps Ireland get over the hump. Yeah, it'd be nice for them to get past the quarters at least. Yeah. Because they promised so much but haven't delivered in the World Cup yet. Yeah. Um, a lot of pressure on them. Um, France? Yeah. Anyone got any thoughts on them? Yeah, so I've uh, got some notes on them. Um, France... The only team with two big cocks on their jersey. Fucking hell. You know, because they've got the, both the manufacturer and their normal emblem. Yeah, Lee Cox, Sportif, or whatever. Oh, wow, that's quite cool. Yeah, so, yeah. It sucks, man. That's just so stupid. Having, like, Lee Cox, Sportif, like, put a text logo or something. You can't have a, a, no, your no, logo be a big... Imagine if the All Blacks were sponsored by Silver Fern and they had a Silver Fern as a <laughs> yeah. logo and a Silver Fern as a manufacturer. Yeah, I quite like it. Looks... What? Two yeah, big cocks. Two big cocks, yeah. They're um, not penises, Matt. They're pictures of uh, roosters. Yeah, I know, but when this is a podcast, so yeah, we can't actually. And it's French anyway. C O Q. We're doing so. comedy with the power of the imagination. We can only hear. Um, so the they're the only um, World Cup finalist team that's actually haven't won the World Cup yet. So the other four teams that have made the finals have won it. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're um, hosting it. Uh, currently third in the World Rugby rankings. Um, well, you you guys know. Dupont, right? Antoine Dupont. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd love it if we could learn a second player in the French team. Damien Pinot. Nice. He scores <laughs> a lot of tries. 
And also, Thomas, I don't know the French, the spelt Thomas, but do they pronounce Thomas? Thomas? Yeah, Ramos. Yeah. He's been scoring all the, because he Spanish? takes all the kicks. Um, France, maybe, France and Spain are probably quite intermingled, though, yeah, right? Yeah, they probably have a few, yeah. Like their words? No, no I just mean like, they're, like they're too, they don't they border each other? Yeah. Mm. They do. They must over thousands of years. There must have been a lot of you know intermingling. Oh yeah, I mean England had Lawrence Delalio. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, sick. Yeah. Fuck, there's a cool rugby name. What a character. Lawrence. But Dale the best one was Lario. David Campisi, of course, another Italian surname, but Wallabies yeah. legend. Campisi. Yeah. So back to the French. Um, yeah, they won last year's uh, Six Nations. Obviously, um, Ireland won this year's, but they did still come second. So. Shows they're still quite strong. And yeah, like you said, um, the All Blacks did lose to them last year at the start of France. So this is probably a redemption match for the All Blacks to avenge their loss last year to them. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, they've yeah, lost Roman Intermac for the tournament, though. He's probably an integral player for them. Yeah. I'm not sh- quite sure how good that Jalabert guy is. Yeah, because yeah, I don't follow too much Northern Hemisphere rugby, but yeah, I know Intermac would have been first. First game versus the All Blacks. Who do you see? How do you see that the cards falling there? Yeah, I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah, because it's like a home game. Matt's bold, bold predicting twenty point lead no, to the All Blacks. I don't think it'll be that. It's a, it's going to be interesting as well because there's actually no pressure. Like pressure is what sports all about, right? <laughs> And, like, I mean, there is pressure, obviously, and both teams want to start strong and the All Blacks don't like to lose and France like to put on a show. Mm. But um, the knockout games, is immense pressure. Mm, Players yeah. start dropping balls. Carlos yeah. Spencer passes yeah. it to Australia. There, there's, like, a slight ramification with um, final pool standings just because of who you're going to face. Yeah, but, who, but, but out of Ireland or South Africa, who would you want to cross over with? None. I think the All Blacks would take Ireland. You reckon? Yeah, if they could choose. Yeah, because we faced him last quarterfinal and smashed yeah. Ireland. So, yeah. I would be betting anything could happen. And I, so I don't want to dismiss Matt's all back 20 point win prediction, but I would say, um, yeah, I, I you wouldn't be surprised if France lit up New Zealand as well. I'd say no, it would be just as likely. Capable, yeah. Um, capable yeah, I can, all I can see is England, uh, England, New Zealand win by a lot, or mm. France nick it. Little drop goal or you know a little Dupont. Oh, tight win to France or big yeah. win to New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, even though you just saw New Zealand just get murdered on the. On oh, the... look, I'm I'm as keen as anyone to have New Zealand get murdered. The ba- the, ba- <laughs> the bounce <laughs> of the rugby ball is pretty exciting. Um, should we move on to? Uh, is anyone got another team? Matt, have you got a team you'd like to talk about? Uh, let's talk about England, shall we? Sorry, I don't. I don't know why I asked you. I was thinking go in like order, so I'd like go. Oh, we've done Ireland, I guess, but like of like I'd start with like the top contenders, and then I'd move on to the, like the hey, bottom England, feeders. Uh, top contender in their pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I want to. We've touched on narrative. Yeah. Right. So I was scrambling. I'm like, how can I interpret England? And give them a chance, logically. Yeah. Wait, wait, so you're not even like you're not even working on actual logic and actually like looking at the games. You're just thinking like, if I could write a story that would make sense in my mind. Yeah. So <laughs> no, but hear me out. This is so sad. I've come up with something that I call the narrative coefficient. What? So that is, I don't like stats, but I like story. Yeah. 
So I've had to combine them both. Yeah, wow. Just to communicate these ideas to you. Wow. Um, so we touched on it before with Messi having a narrative that was stronger than the Mbappe narrative, England's narrative, yeah. right? And they, he won the Men's World Cup, Football World Cup. Yeah. Um, and now if we cast our mind back to the Women's World Cup that was just completed. Yes. So there's some interesting narratives, right? Yeah. So England met, met Spain in the final. England's oh, oh, oh so I thought you were talking about Women's World Cup. Wait, uh, oh, you're talking about w- Women's Football World Cup. Yeah, just the, the most recent world tournament. Yeah. Um, so England, Spain in the final. Who had the strongest narrative? So England had um, the chance to be the first English team to win the World Cup since 66. Yeah. As a woman, yeah. as a women's team. That'd be awesome. Bring it home. Amazing. Yeah. However, Spain had... It was kind of like a, a simmering narrative yeah. that began well before the World Cup that no one really paid much attention to. Um, you know, the you had the Spanish 15 that um, decided not to play for the current coach because he was uh, locking people's door, no, unlocking people's doors at 12 a.m. Very strange you know, behavior. Just weird shit going on. And he was also a nipo hire and stuff like that, like his exactly, dad's on yeah. the board, which is so funny. You're only the coach because your dad's on the board. Fuck up. Yeah. So I deserve to be here. On paper, the narratives looked quite easily. Um, what's the word? England's look better. Yeah. You've got um, girl power taking, you know, bringing football back to England. It's home. But I mean, the narrative in your mind was better. I was definitely rooting firmly for England to lose and was very satisfied when they did. <laughs> but this, yeah, but the Spanish narrative was something that paid off um, tenfold. Yeah. Because now you have um, women's football and women's sport and even men's sport now kind of um, requesting the the sacking of the Spanish FA. You know, all this kind of, it's a much better payoff. Yeah, but I will say that this, uh, everyone I listen to, all the British podcasts and stuff, not nothing to do with England, was all the Guardian people were rooting firmly against Spain for that reason because the board was so fucked up, because the players hated the coach, yeah. because of the coach. But that's the thing. We wanted them to lose because we hated their story. Yeah. But what we didn't think about was every story has a message. Yeah. And if Spain's story won, yeah. the greater message would have got out to the world. And it did. Wow. Does that understand? Like the, the payoff. Yeah. Of the narrative. You got that's important. Well, I mean, it was partly also because the guy sexually assaulted or forced his kiss yeah, on a woman, and that kiss never would have happened if England won. No. <laughs> so, it's in a horrible turn of events. This man was given the platform yeah. to expose himself. Yeah. And it's it's the evil we don't needed. give him the platform to expose himself. Don't. But he did. So now we can take him down. <laughs> Hurrah! Narrative wins. Okay. How does this relate to England at the men's rugby world cup? Because listen. England are not in a good place. No. They've had a shocking run-up to the World Cup. Yeah. Um, we've lost Farrell. He's going to be out for the first two games. Vonipola, um, the coach, doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. The team don't know who they are. And they've got um, Argentina first up. Which is, you know, it's a tough game. Really it's, tough. It's, it's, the it's their most important game. It's a shocking game. Yeah, and Argentina are looking fairly strong. Like, one of, one of the strongest versions of Argentina in any World Cup. Yeah. So, I've been looking to the narrative gods. I'm like, what is the narrative here? Yeah. So I came up with this narrative coefficient and the way I've um, worked it out. I don't even want to look at Sanjay's face right now. I know <laughs> you're not looking at him because I reckon he'll just be looking at you with dead in his eyes. Absolute disgust. Well, okay. The narrative coefficient, yeah? Yes. It's important. If you if you go back through any tournament yeah. and any winner, yeah. you can 
write a story. You can find out what the narrative was. Yeah. And give it a point. Okay. Uh, work it out. And but it you're was. doing something different here. You're you're coming before this tournament's even started. Yes. And writing a narrative for England. Yes. Using past experience. Yeah. So yeah. kind of going back in yeah. time. Yeah. Figuring out what the narratives were. Yeah. And figuring out how much that narrative coefficient was worth. Yeah. Using all that knowledge and now implementing that to the teams now at the at the point just before their first game. Okay, please now implement it. So, the I've worked it out. The the algorithm is the you give them a score for their lead up. Wow. It can be positive or negative. Yeah. And you square that, and then you add uh, the score for the characters. So that can be any kind of character involved with the team, right? Yeah. So those two are in brackets. Yeah. And now you times it by. <laughs> The villain score. Sanji, why'd you get a um, school school C maths? School C A, I think. Ooh! Yeah, look, Sanjay's up with me. Wow. So how, how does maths, che- maths check out so far? I couldn't follow it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep on going though. I'm, I'm interested. So here we go. So England's lead up yeah. is... It's negative. Yeah. And it's horrific. Yeah. So it's a negative 10. Yeah. The characters... They don't have many characters. Yeah. They've got uh, Farrell, Vonipola, um, Marcus, maybe, and the coach. So what we do is we square the the lead-up score. We add the characters. That gives us 104. Yeah. And then we times that by the villain score. Now, England, this is where England make up for it. England are the historical villains of, yes. of the world, basically. Yeah. yeah. And also... <laughs> The Eddie Jones narrative. Yes. So that's a huge villain. Yeah. So their villain score is an eight out of a possible ten. Yeah. Which brings their combined narrative coefficient score to eight hundred and thirty-two. <laughs> so now, yeah. to give you a reference, what Engl- the fuck? England in two thousand three yeah. had a narrative coefficient of one thousand one hundred. Wow. So, that, so so high is good. High is good. Yeah. That's that's the likelihood of of. Victory, I guess. Okay, okay. So, so you're saying they had 1,003 and now they got 832. So they're, they're getting up towards 2,003 levels. Yeah, I mean, they're in the realm. Did you, so did you have this coefficient back in 2003 or you've made it in retrospect? It's a retrospective look. Yeah. I didn't have the brain power in 2003. Wow, but now you Now I do. Now you do. <laughs> what a fucking special person. Sanjay, what do you think of the narrative so far? I thought it was shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, but what I want to hear is I want to hear... Um, what the narratives are like? Did, did you do the all black for the narrative coefficient? Yeah. So the, the Foster narrative is good. Yeah, it's it's decent, but they're but they they've won a lot of World Cups. They have, mm. but the problem is they're they're running. It isn't really positive yeah. or negative. Yeah, it's middling. Pretty neutral. Yeah. And yeah, that the chat of them. Yeah, their running isn't huge. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have a great story. The villain score also isn't great because they're kind of like. I don't know. They're the villains in Invictus. Yeah, I, think, I haven't seen the movie. Are they the villains? Yeah, there was. Yeah, ninety-five. Oh no, no, no. So the villain score isn't yourself as a villain. Yeah. It's how many villains are against you. So for narratives, oh! for narratives to work, you have to have conflict. Yeah. So it's how much conflict are you facing? Yeah. And at the moment, New Zealand are kind of. Oh, I thought you meant like England's a good villain because everyone hates them, but you're saying. The, the, the number of different teams that hate them is what makes them strong. So. Yeah. So so it's conflict. Fucking shit. It's conflict. Okay, you okay, have okay. To have conflict. Have you, yeah, I get it. Okay, so you, have you crunched other teams' numbers for the coefficient? I have. 
Yeah. Would you like to hear them? Yeah, I'd love to hear them. So the next team I did was Australia. Yeah. And I'll tell you the coefficient right now. Please. So they've had a bad run in. Oh no! Okay, okay. Well, do we need to go until we talk to Australia, or like, can you give us a? Can you just give us one team to compare with for a start. Like, all, can you give us the All Blacks coefficient? No, I didn't do the All Blacks. What? I don't want to do the All Blacks. What? This is a fucking New Zealand-based <laughs> fucking rugby podcast. I, I can do it right now if you want. Yeah, crunch the numbers Let's quickly. Plug the numbers. Um. So I would say this. So so, how does this coincide to England's chances in the World Cup? You just believe in the spiritual nature of rugby. No, it's it's sport. It's life, man. Yeah. Narratives. But like, I, you say that though, but you follow the Premier League and yeah. at the start of the Premier League season, they go, Manchester City has spent the most money. They're the best players and the best coach and the best setup. Mm. They'll probably win. And then you get to the end of the season, like, oh, they did win. Well mm. done. Well, that's the funny thing. Narrative coefficients usually marry up with sporting prowess and money spent. Ah, and that's another it's, aspect. It's all correlated, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, so Bayern Munich and stuff like that, they might not have a good narrative, but they've got enough money Yeah, spent. and okay, uh, narrative coefficient is usually strongest the tournament sport. Yeah. Because that's where narratives kind of are strongest, I think. Yeah. Each week, it's a short time. Everyone can invest a lot of um, energy and attention to. Okay. Would you like me to do the All Blacks You do that quickly. Um, Sanjay, you, we're going to keep moving through some more teams. So, Sanjay, oh, yeah, give so us another team. We'll come back South to South Africa because they're the second-ranked team. Thank you. Yeah. And they <laughs> um, smashed the All Blacks a week ago or two weeks ago. Um, yeah, moved up to second on the... Uh, world rankings and it makes it really crazy the pool now because they're in the same group as Ireland who are number one. Yeah, I don't think that we've ever had a group where number one and number two have both been in the same group. Yes, before. and that's so a horrible pool. Like to think of Tonga mm. and Scotland, Scotland also yeah, being Scotland, there. Yeah. Can Not we pour Romania a glass out briefly for Scotland because they probably get much chat on this podcast mainly because I was supposed to look into them and I did no research. <laughs> and they're five at the moment. Scotland, Scotland are fucked, yeah. aren't they? Like even if they make it out, they got to cross over with New Zealand and France, so they're yeah. royally fucked. I mean, still that pool. At least it's going to make pool plays thrilling. So I'm 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 really excited for those games and yeah. South Africa Scotland straight away is because Scotland could beat anyone on their yeah. day. But yeah, from that pool, I think still South Africa probably the strongest, even though they're playing Ireland. Yeah. Um, because they've got like you know the th- probably the th- back rows probably the best in the world. I'd say like Khaleesi, Vermeulen, and the Toy. Yeah. Probably be the I can't name probably yeah, another team that's got such a strong back row. Yeah. Um, what yeah. makes a str- strong back row important? Like dominating breakdowns and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, getting to breakdowns quick. And yeah, basically Turnovers. smashing yeah, on a ruck. Matt's still typing away on his laptop. How's the algorithm coming along, Matt? Sorry, just computing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, they tried out like in the last game against the All Blacks a seven-one split, and that was highly controversial. For oh, uh, come off the bench, they had seven yeah, forwards they come off the bench. Yeah. So uh, other teams were saying. Yeah, th- they shouldn't be allowed to do that. Wow, but, is it? Are people actually saying that? Yeah. Why not? No, they just. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because probably their their whole game's based around forward play, isn't it? The South Africans. Yeah. That's Fuck, their I forgot what South Africa's like. Like, I actually don't mind South Africa as a vibe. No, they're not too bad. Like, I don't hate when they win, and I mean, yeah, South Africa as a country has got its issues, yeah. but like as a sporting country, they're kind of like New Zealand's like arch rivals, but they're not. They're not as nasty as maybe Australia or something like that. No. But. I just I actually forgot like how dire they are, and I was definitely rooting for them to beat England because I'm rooting against England. But 
uh, last World Cup, but their forward play, just bruising forward play and kicking is fucking Yeah, they've depressing. got just massive forwards and that's yeah. what they... So I'd love to see I, them get I, knocked See, out. I don't understand that as All Black fans. Yeah. You guys hate England and the way they play. Yeah. South Africa do exactly the same, but worse. I mean, uh, it's hard to remember. South Africa has occasionally had, they had Brian Habana. They've had players that have run in the past. England hasn't had one. They're just like Johnny Wilkinson. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It, it, you could, South Africa though, a few, they have been known for being very inconsistent. So mm. do you think they could, I mean. No, but I think most World Cups have been pretty consistent. I mean, didn't they lose to Japan? They've all, almost lost to Tonga before. They've had some flames. Yeah, I mean, they have. Do you run? Cl- oh yeah, they lost to Japan, but um, Japan was good, and that was yeah. Japan on the come and up. Was Eddie, Eddie Jones, Jones Japan. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eddie Jones Japan. But they can't be too bad. I mean, they're tied with the All Blacks for most Rugby World Cups, one with three. So they're aiming strong to, argument. Yeah, doing that statistics pretty good. Yeah. Um, should we segue into Australia here? Yeah? Yeah, maybe. And back to our man crunching the numbers. It's mm-hmm. Matthew Cook. Um, Matthew, can we give us... I'm really excited to hear. So your England coefficient, what was it again? For this World Cup? Yeah. 832. And what, and what is the New Zealand coefficient that you came up with? So it's not good. Yeah. Do you, by the way, I don't see you got this fucking um, formula. Are you just chucking numbers you've made up into that formula? <laughs> I mean, you could say that. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, so, current All Blacks coefficient is 160. Ooh, that's very low. Yeah. Very low. But do you? But I mean, if Sanjay, he's a huge All Blacks fan. If he put the same numbers into your coefficient, he'd break it with a huge score. Yeah, probably yeah, over 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> I think the All Blacks narrative for me is strong because I I think of them now as the underdog, and I like them when they're the underdog. No, they're not the massive underdog. No, obviously, they're, they're still one of the four favourites. Yeah. But like, I like the idea that like. Foster is such a lovable loser, <laughs> and like you, as we yeah. said, like all these players are making their reputation. Yeah, we've lost to like Argentina for the first time in history mm. twice, mm. and then we lost to Ireland in the home series. Mm-hmm. So, so, so without spending, to, do you have anything else you want to say about your All Blacks coefficient? Or want to go to Australia's coefficient? Oh, here's the thing about the coefficients that I've come up with. Yeah, they're variable, so yeah. they change throughout the tournament. Ooh. As a narrative develops. Yeah, of course. Um, so will you be updating us throughout the podcast? Yeah, I will. So let's say the thing is... <laughs> that's assuming Sanjay doesn't punch you in the face <laughs> before then. When New Zealand lose this first game, yeah. that's going to increase their coefficient. No, you do, your prediction was they're fucking going to win by 20 points. <laughs> yeah, I hope they do. I'm gonna <laughs> no, wait. No, I hope they lose. The, your coefficient. Me and Sanjay are going to punch you at the same time with one synchronized hands. <laughs> can, I just, can I just clarify that I am... Um, joking when I say we're going to punch Matt in the face. It's not going to happen. I just realized Matt's mum listened to episode one of the podcast. Uh, I would just like to shout out to um, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Cook and apologize uh, for that comment. Um, Matt, your mum did listen to the podcast. Any good feedback? Yep, she said, well, funny. Oh, that's nice. Uh, um, and also, hey, what's this about watching late night Sky movies uh, <laughs> silently? <laughs> Was that an awkward conversation with your mum? No, I just said... Um, Hey, mum, you weren't supposed to hear that. Uh, <laughs> thumbs up. Well, mum, you weren't supposed to hear me joking about... It was just some healthy, toxic masculinity banter about striking, assaulting Matt, but it will not be happening. I no, assure you that be. now. And uh, yeah, I also like to shout out to Matt's mum <laughs> as well. And just a little thing about the Sky One uh, movies. One of them was called um, Suck My Cook. <laughs> Jesus. Was it actually? No, I just made that up. <laughs> it was just reference to Matt. 
Yeah, the Cookie Man. <laughs> um, okay, Matt, uh, we're moving on to Australia Let's go to now. Australia. A coefficient. Give us, give us the number first. You sure? You don't want the back, the backstory. A little bit of backstory. Oh, Keep it brief. Yeah. So Australia, the main vibe is Eddie Jones, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a fucking story! What a start. To yeah. A story. yeah. Um, he's the main character of this Australian team, and also villain bait. Yeah. Everyone hates him. He's almost like the Jose Mourinho yeah. of rugby. Yeah, he's he, he's a legendary coach who has um, a, a reputation for shithousery. He pioneered the um, probably the biggest breakthrough in modern rugby, which is the um, quick recycle of ball with the yeah. Brumbies. What's, um, people refer to it as positionless rugby. Oh, that's coming still too, but I'm, I'm talking about like in 1999. Yeah, well, that, that's the, that was the seed. Oh, right. Yeah. He, uh, every player on the field... Is a rugby player, yeah. First and foremost, because I thought positionless rugby he brought in with England, like it's brand well, new. Yeah, that's kind of the the flower Ooh. of his seed. Yeah, wow. he's kind of been. He's yeah, it's quite a. He's a genius with a big mouth, right? So people hate him for that. Yeah. Um, but he's fucking cool. His track record, for people who don't know, is he coached Australia in two thousand three, where they destroyed the All Blacks, but then um, f- slipped up against Johnny Wilkinson, and then he um, was the attacking coach for South Africa. As they lifted the cup yeah, in two thousand, yep. Korea two thousand seven, yeah, and then um, he masterminded Japan's win over South Africa. Yep. Yeah. took England to the final again, beat the All Blacks. So he's the All Blacks boogeyman. Yeah, he is. And then um, got fired by England as he was trying to. The, the 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 narrative around Eddie Jones is that he will do anything to focus on a World Cup, including lose every game up into it. So he, he was so bad in the Six Nations they fired him. Mm. And people were saying you shouldn't have done that because he was working on this genius new tactic called positionless rugby, which he's now with five games warm up is trying to inject into Australia, which seems crazy. He's picked the youngest team at the World Cup. There were hints of it working. So in that game against the All Blacks, um, we were they were doing quite well. Is this Australia? Yeah. Yeah, and in, in Dunedin. Yeah. They had a good first half. Yeah. Um, it paid off, but the problem is with that style of um, play. As soon as it. Um, as soon as the All Blacks found a way to step up their own game, yeah. Australia's game faltered. Yeah. Mentality's not there and the fitness isn't there. But it was a little hint, it was a little glimmer of like, hey, Eddie hasn't been there that long, but Australia are competitive for at least a half against All Blacks, who are you know, the rugby gods. There's, there's, there's signs that Australia could be dangerous. So the also, you develop as the World Cup goes on. You do, um, which is important for the narrative. Um, so Australia, they've got Carter Gordon, the meanest mullet in Great the world. Great name. Yeah. Great name. I, 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 I don't think a mullet's lovable anymore. Like a mullet is something that private school boys do but, to appear yeah, it's working kind of, class. Like it's, it's like not. a traditional mullet though. Do you know how the All Blacks have their like trendy mullets? Yeah. Get rid of that shit. No, but like the traditional mullets are just like the just the joke. If you watch Australian in Australia, it's all the rage. I watch a bit of AFL and all the players have mullets. And yeah. They're all just like. But it's not like a joke. It's kind of. It's just what it is. It is what it is, right? Yeah, just, just they're just kind of on they're on trend. So that's why I'm saying like he's yeah. about two years, three years behind the trend. So yeah, I, I don't give him credit like for that. It was like lockdown that brought it back out eh, the mullets just because we couldn't get a haircut. I, I actually, I, I grew one and it did not suit me at all. Yeah, but see, I don't think, I think this guy has always had a mullet. He was born yeah, with one. He was born with one. Yeah. They found him in the outback somewhere. You've just made up this narrative. I, in <laughs> England and Australia, it's a private school game, right? He's surely like a rich kid. Maybe, but Carter Gordon, he just seems... Carter Gordon sounds like a, a, a Marvel superhero, yeah. Just a bit of a battler. Carter Gordon? Yeah. Um, so Eddie's cleaned out the squad. He's got rid of age and experience mm. and bring in, brought in youth and size, I guess. Yeah. 
um, just to try and strong arm this tournament. And like everyone's saying that, yeah, Australia are putting this World Cup, you know, in the bin to build up for their own one in four years' time in Australia. But I think it's such a good distraction. I think Australia, they're on the good side of the pool as well on the draw. So yeah. They're going to be... If they there. can be just average, they will make it to the quarterfinals yeah. and probably the semifinals. And they've got the mentality, especially with Eddie Jones, they've got the mentality to win those one-off games. Mm, yeah, so they can get a semifinal. Yeah, they can get the through history. a quarterfinal probably. And then a semifinal against one of the top four teams. Yeah. It's a dangerous prospect for anyone facing Eddie Jones. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with Australia. They're very exciting. Yeah. Because I guess almost like the All Blacks, you're not sure what version mm. you're going to meet yeah. when, you, when it gets to it. Um, so I've put their coefficient at 790. Ooh! Which is pretty high. <sighs> Sanjay, where do you put their coefficient? Uh, 19. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite low, yeah. quite low. So different coefficients, they're going to different results. <laughs> so you're saying narrative-wise, you think Australia and England, the magic might be there. Because I, I just yeah. think you're off your face. So I think both yeah. these teams suck. And I, I'm excited for the World Cup for that reason because I'm fine with Ireland, France winning. I don't want South Africa to win just because mm. I want New All Blacks to be number one. So obviously I'm rooting for All Blacks and I don't want South Africa to yeah. pass us on World Cups. I would Cups. say France have a high coefficient as well. Yeah. So you got to think about Years this. of losing. Co- mm. Narrative coefficient. At the very start of the World Cup, all we have is a premise. Yeah. What is the premise that um, excites you enough to watch this World Cup? Yeah. Australia, coached by evil Eddie Jones. Yeah. Cast aside by England. Yeah. He's got a ragtag bunch of dudes with mullets. People yeah, have never played in a World Cup before. Yeah, can they go all the way? People who haven't played rugby before. Oh, yeah, I would. But I'd also say they're both teams that have won World Cups before and have been good in the past. So yeah. it's just like asking them from Wales or Scotland if they think England's got a good narrative coefficient. It's like, yeah, I just, I just cannot imagine that if you're looking to write a movie, you would ever write the heroes being Australia or England. There's just no way in my mind. Well, yeah, well, you can throw your racism out the window, <laughs> just regardless of where they're from. Think about these boys just trying to represent the team they're in. Yeah. It doesn't matter where they're from or who they are. Yeah. They're just trying to do their best, man. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, that's inspirational stuff. <laughs> we're running out of time and I wanted to do predictions. And I feel bad because we're leaving um, my favorite teams and most exciting teams, uh, Samoa and Fiji, out of the equation at the moment. I briefly wanted to just shout out to um, huge news overnight. Fiji have lost Caleb Months. And you go, who the fuck's Caleb Muntz? Well, he's a dude from Huntley who um, has Fijian heritage and unfortunately is the most crucial position for Fiji. He is their first five. He is their kicker. um, He is their distributor. And he scored 15 in their win against England. um, And they're replacing him with a man. um, His name is... uh, uh, Sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. uh, uh, Teti Tila. And he has one cap. He's played only in a couple of games for Fiji. One of them against was he debuted against the Barbarians, and he's thirty-two years old. It's such S- a loss. Such a loss, and it's just like it actually is Fiji. My, I know I've been like preaching for months now, but like Reda, everyone is all about Fiji and how exciting they are, especially after knocking off the narrative coefficient champions, <laughs> England. And it's, yeah, it, it, she is just like, it, it stabs me in the heart. And we can do a maybe a bigger preview on some of these oh, yeah. other teams in the future. But like, um, yeah, I just, RIP for Fiji. I still, still am going to be picking them. Are we going to get into our yeah, predictions I think, now? Yeah, probably, what's the opening match against Wales? I still think the 
better chance than Wales to win that game. But I've been like casually follow, following Fiji for I'd say at least twenty years. Mm. You know, ever since mm. Waisali Sarevi lit up the Hong Kong Sevens, and I would say that this just not having having a reliable kicker is probably both positionally and posi- like based for field position yeah. and um, yeah. points, especially World Cup rugby, <sighs> penalties, drop kicks. It's a huge, it's a huge, it's a huge blow for Fiji. So hopefully, this guy um, who's thirty-two years old. It's a real beaver narrative, yeah. You know, him coming out after doing one test. And oh, by the way, the test was um, that shitty, like I think post-COVID game against the All Blacks, where it was like Fiji C, and they lost by like sixty points, and he Mm. came on in the second half. Mm. Like, fuck, man, it's yeah. But even like talking about Fiji, I think Semi Rajaraja is probably like he was probably the most exciting player of last World Cup, even though Fiji didn't make make it to the quarters. Yeah. And he's playing again this um, tournament. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he's probably got a slightly better Fijian team around him. So Absolutely. So, and yeah, this time I think they'll get to at least the quarters. Mm. We'll, we'll have to maybe preview some of these teams next week. Just yeah. before, we, we're, we're going to get to predictions, but I just want to give you guys one more chance. The World Cup starting this weekend, so is there anything, because bef- we can obviously well, be recording next week, but anything you guys want to get out just before the first weekend games before we get to predictions? gonna be I think it's gonna be the closest World Cup there has been yeah 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 Matt um, look I hope so I feel like we say that at the start of every World Cup but it never is but look I'm excited is it because you think New Zealand's so good is that your that's what you are I do because everyone the bookies um, every prediction poll everyone is putting basically even odds on Ireland South Africa France and New Zealand and they'd probably say Ireland France are the top of those two yeah i think after this first weekend we'll see those odds drastically change of course yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah but like it's just i'm just interested i think you need to go to therapy because living in new zealand your narrative about new zealand being this like unbeatable juggernaut is like really in the back of your mind in the same way new zealand is haunted by like the australian cricket team you have that for new zealand and it's interesting because me and sanjay maybe we have a different view because i i when i remember new zealand most fondly i remember 1999 1995 2003, 2007. And that was dire. Time. It felt like we were never going to win the World Cup again. Oh, no. And then Richie McCaw um, took the reins. I mean, I know he's probably the captain. Was he captain in 2007? Yeah, or he not? was captain there. Captain. Well, yeah. Richie McCaw led us to the promised land and amazing narrative and got us over the, um, over yeah, the hump. Our coefficient was 3,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. When New Zealand hosted in 2011, <laughs> their narrative coefficient was huge. Yeah. yeah. Probably the biggest I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a mix. Um, yeah. And, World record. And the fact that their villains, France, made it to the final Oof. boosted the coefficient to like over 10,000 yeah. within that game. Well, I'm, I'm predicting New Zealand-France again in the final this year. I want to see first game yeah, and last yeah, game be New Zealand-France, yeah. same stadium. See, that would so. make a good narrative. Yeah. If we had France narrowly beat the All Blacks in the opening game, and then meet them again, or at the final. Ah, oh, yeah. That so, is something that I want to put my wood on. Although, <laughs> I'd also be happy with um, All Blacks, um, South Africa as well, if that's a chance in yeah. the final. Now, um, we're gonna go. Um, I'm just gonna say right now, predictions are stupid. We look like idiots after yeah. the first game, so just take these with a grain of salt. I just think they're fun to do, and it's fun for um, just putting your money where your mouth is. Things like Group D are like impossible to pick, right? Um, you go like maybe Argentina, England, but Samoa and Japan are right there. You look at Group C, Australia, Fiji, Wales, and Georgia. It's impossible to pick what the fuck's coming out of there. Mm. 
Do you guys want to want to want to say like kick what's things the, off with what you Argentina, think? Argentina, England. I think Argentina gonna yeah. beat England. Yeah. No, Owen Farrell is. Winnie Paul is missing mm-hmm. that game as well. Yep. But if you say that, then Samoa's looking good. Like, could Samoa get up against England? Well, nah, so Samoa play England towards the end of the yeah. pool stage. Yeah. So, pull it, be so both their players are going to be back by then. Yeah. And you'd hope England, I mean, depending who you're going for, I would hope England know who they are at that point. And yeah. if they don't, yeah, Samoa deserve to knock England out. Yeah. See you later. So we're all saying probably Argentina 1, England 2. Yeah. yeah. And we're all saying potentially... Um, I mean, we haven't previewed Fiji, but we'll say we th- we think Australia is going to improve. Yeah, so Australia, I think they're going to get through. Australia, and I, I was saying Fiji. Yeah, we I'd th- say Fiji. So yeah, I had Fiji because Wales is just the bit too dire. I yeah, think. I think Fiji might not even make it now. Such a loss, like just before the World Cup, like no chance to even trial a new position, like new format. But also, Wales is being coached by Gatlin, so that's. Bringing them down for me, because <laughs> you saw what he did with the Chiefs that didn't win a game that whole. Season. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait! Can you, um, I actually kind of have missed this. So Gatland, he was the Wales coach. Yeah. And he's trying he... to get to New Zealand, right? Yeah. To coach the All Blacks. So he came back to New yeah. Zealand. He coached the Chiefs. Chiefs, and they didn't win. That was the Super Rugby Aotearoa. They didn't win season. one game. No. Even against yeah. the Highlanders. No, they lost every game. Uh, but when um, he went back to the coached the Lions and whoever's what's his name Clayton whatever his name is he started winning with the um, Chiefs the Chiefs immediately turned yeah. it around once Gatlin left yeah. again so take that for data yeah <laughs> and also one piece of data before I miss out like there's nobody with the surname Jones for the first time in Welsh rugby wow. World Cup history because Alan Wynne Jones retired from international rugby a couple of months ago the first time they've never That's had crazy. someone with the surname Jones in their squad. Fuck. In the whole squad. Yeah, no Joneses Jesus. at all. A lot of Williams though. So um, just just quickly then, um, what do we think uh, for your semi-finals, Sanjay? Who do you have? Uh, well, All Blacks versus Australia. Yeah, I actually have that as well. And other semi-final. Well, m- must be. Uh, oh no, heck. By the way, Sanjay for people who can't see is doing his predictions by closing his eyes tightly. <laughs> I, I, I said you would have this, wrote this down. No, you had your phone for the rest of the podcast, but now you're like heading into like Matt Cook level of fucking Genius. spirituality territory. Can I say the fourth semi-finalist who I think is going to say All Blacks, France, South Africa, Australia? Yeah. Is that what you've got, Matt? Um, I actually have England, France. And yep. Australia, All Blacks. Okay, so we've all got Australia, All Blacks. You're saying um, on the other side of the draw, who are you saying? Was it France? Okay, you've, you you should have run this down. <laughs> no, no, because I forget what, because they swap. Like, well, I've got yeah, 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 yeah. I've got Argentina. So basically, um, you, you can't pick France and New Zealand to make it and also have South Africa. Right? Okay, One yeah. of those is going to go out. Because they meet earlier. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, France instead of South Africa. Then. Sanjay, you're supposed to be the rock. You're, 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 like, Matt's the fucking vibe story guy i'm the um hilarious lovable um comedian entertainer you know all-around entertainer <laughs> yes, well rugby screwed up the whole um yeah draw. but you could you could have fucking done figured out that screw up and put that into your calculations matt saying england france on the other side we're all agreeing australia new zealand is what we think that's not because we think australia new zealand are the best teams in australia we just think the bracket's going to work and we think new zealand's going to get through either ireland or south africa yeah. On the other side, we think France is going to get through Ireland or South Africa. Mm. Um, and, um, and I think Argentina over 
um, whoever I had them against in the in the quarterfinals. Fiji, I Fiji, guess. Probably. So, um, so I said Argentina, France. We've got the three teams. We've got Australia, New Zealand, France. I'm saying Argentina. Matt saying England. England. Um, Sanjay's confused about how the pools work. <laughs> He's saying he's saying South Africa, which is not an option. But he's saying like maybe they change the rules and give a dispensation, or there's a maybe there's a tsunami yeah, and they have a bye week. Like, yeah. They use the um the um, what are they using cricket like the Dewey Duckworth system, or no, boun- they use Lewis boundary Stern. countback. They use drop goal countback to decide yeah. that South Africa has qualified for the semifinals <laughs> somehow. Um, interesting because we all talked out South Africa, but none of us have picked them make the semifinals. So the final, what are we what are we saying for the final? I'll go to you first, Matt, because you sometimes seem seem steadier than. Um, so I'm going to have France over England. What to make the final? No, okay, back yeah, to Sanjay. Oh, the final All Blacks France. Yeah, okay, that sounds more realistic. Oh wait, okay. oh sorry, the final. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm saying France are making the final. Oh, thank God. Over England. Okay, thank God. And the other uh, semifinal, Australia are going to beat All Blacks. It's going to be France-Australia in the final. And that's because of your narrative coefficient machine. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> New Zealand's journey... Your catchphrase is, here's the thing. New Zealand's <laughs> journey to the semi-final alone yeah. is tough. Yeah. They've got tough games, basically every game. Yeah. Australia don't. Yeah. Australia get to warm into it. The you problem- say that. I think Australia's going to lose their first game versus Georgia. Do you think? Yeah. Nah. They're no, pretty fucking true. ropey. No. Their halfback is like 13. Their first five is playing his third game. Their halfback is fucking... He's like the worst looking dude. <laughs> Nick White. Um, is it Nick White? I thought they were playing that young guy. Well, they've got Nick yeah, White. Yeah, Tate. Not Donovan, is it? He's got the best actor. moustache and he's just like... I don't know, halfbacks are just fuckers. Yeah, he definitely has the Australian he's fucker so good. Like down. Just the, the chat. Um, that's why DuPont from France just doesn't seem like a halfback. Yeah. And that's why maybe... People are saying he's the best in the world because he's he's outgrown his halfback position. Yeah, and he's just fucking. He's handsome. What was I talking about? Nick White. <laughs> no, you're talking about who is going to win the World Cup final. Give it to us. You're, you're picking Australia versus France, which is crazy. That's cr- how exciting though. That's how crazy. Exciting. Oh, hey, mate. Story narrative, but if you want to pick exciting. Okay, uh, my predictions for the final are Scotland versus Fiji. <laughs> Fuck, imagine that. That's the final. What for that narrative? It would be great. Yeah. Now, nah, but you see, people would stop watching. What? No, you wouldn't. Yeah, if fucking Scotland knocked off won. fucking South Africa and Ireland, um, and Fiji knocked off um, <laughs> Argentina and you know, all, all Blacks fans are the worst because as soon as they leave the tournament, yeah, they stop watching it. I will, but we're, I'm saying I'd keep on watching. Sanjay would keep on watching. Yeah, watch would it. you, Sanjay? Yeah. No. I watched. I watched 2007, which was the worst one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. I'll pick France over Australia. France. Eddie Jones, so close. Wow. So wow. wow, 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 wow. Okay, um, we're going think... to Sanjay now. Sanjay, have you figured out roughly how the permutations work? No. Just say country. For, for who? Who's, Who's in the win? final? I said it. All Blacks, France. Cool. You've picked two teams that could te- technically play each other in the final. Yeah. Yep. And who's going to win? All Blacks. Who'd you pick, guy? I'm, go- I'm, I'm going with my man Sanjay. I'm going to say All Blacks. Partly because you just look like a dickhead in New Zealand if you don't pick the All Blacks. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, my heart says All Blacks, my head says France. So you both agree France, All Blacks, final. Yeah. yeah. But this, no, but remember, this is crazy. I, I, France could look terrible first game and I'm like, I panic yeah. and change. Yeah. Like, no one knows. We've, but we've all run off Ireland and South Africa, which I think is crazy to do. The more we talked about it in the podcast, I felt, I felt more faith, faith in South Africa. Um, is that the final prediction? Do you want to go score or anything like that? Just no, it scores, but too hard. Just for bragging <laughs> rights, you couldn't we figuring could, out who could, could play each other was hard like for you during the tournament, though. What? Once we know the teams, 
how the teams are tracking. Yeah. Yeah. Final score. Um, Matt, you want to say score? You're really feeling it. Just if you imagine if you got it right. Just say the France um, versus Australia in the final. Yeah. Crazy already. Yeah. Uh, the final score will be an absolutely crazy five nil to France. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? I've never seen a rugby game with the result with the score five nil. Yeah. So <laughs> not only do they score one try, but then they miss the fucking conversion. Well, yeah. the um twenty eleven final was gone. seven seven exactly. five. So, yeah. I'm amping for this first weekend of sport. Like, I'm going to wake up for every game, I think. Oh, maybe not. Savica Scotland's like 3 a.m. Okay. Um, just quickly, predictions for the first weekend, just for fun. Um, France versus New Zealand. Matt, you've said 20 points to New Zealand. Correct. Uh, Sanjay? Yeah, all blacks. Narrowly? By, by how much? Yeah, narrow win. Like What's a narrow win? 1 to 12. Okay. I think 12 is a high. 12 seems like... Yeah, but that's always the TAB. It's not going to TAB. I think narrow is 7. Seven, less yeah, because I think oh, yeah, yeah narrow is like one, one point scored. Or um, Matt, uh, France, ver- uh, sorry, England versus Argentina. Argentina by five. Matt, uh, Sanj? Yeah, Argentina by maybe eight. I'm going to pitch. Uh, pick, I'm going to pick Argentina by big by twenty one. Uh, South African, mm. South Africa versus Scotland. Mm, South Africa ten. South Africa fifteen. I reckon Scotland, if, if Scotland wasn't playing in the first game, I might back them. I'm going to say Savrika na- narrowly by by um, six. And Wales versus Fiji. What a game. Fiji's but, tournament yeah. is over after two games, basically. Yeah, it's, this one's really sad. Because before that news, yeah. Fiji all day by five. Yeah. But now Wales by ten. No, I'd still say Fiji by five. Confident Ooh. of Matt to um, assume that Wales can score ten points. Um Fiji, the spirit. They've got the 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 narrative. Though. They've got the momentum. Everyone's behind them. They're, everyone's, mm. I mean, Ireland's everyone's second favorite team. But everyone's third favorite team. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Fiji have got semi, which relates back to wood. Again, <laughs> not a nice chat from Sanjay today. Nice joke there from Sanjay to really take the podcast home. Um, any final thoughts? No. I'm just fucking excited. Yeah, just be excited by the tournament. Enjoy it. That's to say. Yeah, it's going to be enjoyable games. We're potentially facing down one of the best World Cups. We've just had one of the best football, women's football World Cups, mm, yeah. one of the best men's football World Cups, yeah. one of the best women's World Cups. So hopefully the Men's Rugby World Cup can do the same. Um, it's been a privilege to um, talk shit to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, tell your friends. I've been Guy Williams. I've been Sanjay Patel. I've been Matt Cook. And uh, we'll have more on the, um, what's it called? The storyline... Incidents. The narrative. It's called the narrative coefficient. The narrative coefficient next week. Hey, it's and maybe, catch on. Maybe some more previews and some more um, analysis on what the fuck is going on. Cheers for listening. Mm-hmm.